turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome into another Saturday of Woods and Water, South Carolina. Glad to see you over there. You kind of missed the big interview this week. Um, it's okay. School comes first, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so I'm so ready. A hundred and eighty. Oh no, she's got short timers disease already. Eighty-seven days until graduation. Oh gosh. Almost there, folks. Almost there. You'll <laughs> make it. I'm about to finish up one school. I have one more week of one of one school left. Okay. Co-op. Well, yeah, co-op. Yeah, one, one co-op. And then I have uh, three. Mm, oh, I can't remember how many. I think it's like two weeks for North Greenville. Okay. And the other one's three weeks. Um, it's and then Christmas it's, break. Then it's, what are we doing over Christmas break? And um, <clears throat> That's a great question. Did you just clear your throat? Yeah, I did. Directly into your microphone? Yes, I did. There's a mute button for that. That's how I hey. Unmute See, me! there's a mute button. You can come. Hands off you can go. mute button. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do over Christmas break. I want to have some fun over Christmas break. That can be arranged. I want to do a lot of hunting. And Why? Because... <laughs> I know, I know what you're fixing to say. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. You notched the tag this past weekend. I think I beat everybody but Daniel. Nobody else has gotten one yet. Oh, uh, that's right. Yep. Yes, if y'all follow my social media, I'm Taylor M. Outdoors on Instagram or Facebook. I filled my first tag for this year. It's a nice four point. And um, he was by far the strangest acting deer I've ever watched. I watched him for about 20 minutes eating a corn cob under his front right leg. Like, I, I was watching through the scope, and you could see his tongue. And I was like, you are a special one, aren't you? <laughs> and then, Dad, you, congratulations yes, to you, Yes, uh, I noticed a tag also. Um, kind of grocery shopping. <laughs> Five does, and you kind of look at there was. It's really interesting. I, I've watched this little yearling since it had spots on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a Roman nose. It, oh, it, seriously, seriously, is you know, most deer noses are, are long and flat, that. and all, his goes out and then curves downward. <laughs> it's really, it's odd. He's real distinctive. You know, as soon as yeah. I see his face, I'm like, oh, I know who you are, and I know who your mom is. Is he a buttonhead? I think he's a buttonhead. Yeah, I, I believe Bless. so. Um, but anyway, I said, special too. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I had to. There were there were five of them, and I, I limited him and his mom. And one of the other ones was kind of skinny. And I was like, okay, so it's one of you two. <laughs> More like grocery shopping, but it's, it's still, you know, mom's happy, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's all. It's all good and it's all fun and and it's uh it's good food. Feels good too. 
It does. It does. I think next year, I don't think I'm going to hunt until the middle of October. Really? I'm contemplating. I mean, I don't like hunting in hot weather to begin with, but every year yeah. it's like, oh, season's here. you got to go deer hunting. Season is, yeah. and, and, you know, our season is September 15th, October 15th, November 15th, let's see, October 15th, November 15th, December 15th. It's three and a half months long and game's on two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get I get worn out. In fact, I'm probably not going to hunt until Thanksgiving again. No way. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, it's not like I'm, I'm just, you know, I've, I've, we've got two in the freezer. We normally shoot two or three a year. Mm-hmm. So we got one more to go. Yours, the next one of yours has to be a bigger than what you shot. Yep. Unless I go for a doe. But then you got to run that by me because you're shooting off my limit. <sighs> so we we have we have very strict harvest regulations we don't in, have, in our family. We don't have any deer uh, <laughs> on the piece of property we hunt. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you're you're shooting off mountains, so mm-hmm. you know it's going to be very end of the season when you get to pull the trigger again, unless you see a, a fairly nice buck. Well, I know I've been seeing some pictures, and even when we took my deer to the processor, they were a bunch of yeah. big deer on a lot the of, A lot of I, I asked the processor while they were asking, you know, are there more? Are there more deer being harvested, or is it just more concentrated? And he said, oh, by far more deer are harvested. So evidently the, the the rollover effect from COVID with more people getting outside is right. continuing this year. Um, I, I know Geddes, when uh, I interviewed him this week, and you hear that in the next two segments, uh, he said that Director Broyles, Boyles with the SEDNR had a meeting the other day, and boat registrations are up in South Carolina, big time. Wow. So... And we love to see it. Yes, absolutely. It is, and we we do like to see it. There's a lot. There's a huge learning curve to everything in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a complicated thing sometimes. And I wish there was more we could do to help. We're going to try to have some do some how tos for beginners and all that coming up next year. So I feel like a big thing is just like moderation for new hunters. You know, like expectations. Not, Better mm-hmm. word. Yep. Expectations. Yeah, I got a story. Uh, getting rid of the, uh, it's not the word I was looking for. I almost said something bad. Getting rid of the something in hunting. You know, because it, it's, it's so many people are intimidated by getting into hunting because they don't know anything, and they look at the cover outdoor life and or social media, and, you know, and they're, you ask a question in some of these social media groups, and you get hammered for not knowing the answer. And you don't know any. You don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. You didn't grow up with it like everybody else did, mm-hmm. or a lot of people. Yep. So we're gonna look into that. So don't be intimidated wanting to get in the outdoors, folks. And don't go in it feeling like you have to shoot everything that no, walks no, out of the no, woods. No, no, no. A, a trophy is in the moment. Yes. It it's can the be. Memories a, made. That's exactly right. It's the feel and the and the and the. It's just just in the moment when you decide that. Okay, I'm going to pull the trigger. And that was my thing with this deer. Finality. Mm. Finality. Because he came out, and he never turned, really turned broadside where I could get a shot for a while. And I just kind of sat there and watched him eat. He had twisted a little bit to the right where I could kind of see that front shoulder. But I was I was like, should I do it? I said, no, I need a fair shot to feel good about this kill. Right. And the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, this is how I feel satisfied with this harvest is because I know I thought through everything. I took everything into consideration. I wanted that fair shot. I wanted that clean kill. And, yeah. 
I feel like that's that's what a trophy is. It's not it's not the amount of points on a rack. It's it's how you feel going away from it and the memories you make during that time. And I I'll tell you one of the the best teachers in the outdoors is being out there. Mm-hmm. There is no better way than to learn from experience. Whether that's bad experience, good experience, good experience. they're all experience mm-hmm. and they all shape your outdoor your outdoor I guess education. And who you are as a hunter. Yeah. Uh, you know. It, it's good. It's uh, congratulations to you. Thank you. On your own solo. I just yeah. I heard the shot. In fact, <laughs> she left me on the couch. I had college football Saturday. I had been up hunting that morning. It could, that that was a really the wind was blowing like 15 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. It was a real feel of 39 degrees. It was chilly all day yeah. long. I slept in. You slept in. I got up and went deer hunting. No, I yeah I went up and got deer hunting. You slept in. Yep. School being what it is. Yep. And. um and she, hey, I watched a little college football sled. She left me asleep on the couch before three o'clock. She was uh, in the stand. At three o'clock, yeah. About five fifteen, I was. I finally went to stand about four thirty. About five fifteen, boom, my phone went off. My wife said, "Was that her?" Because we're all over there. That made it fun too. Yeah, all of us were. Over there. All of us were there together for the weekend because our heat was out up here. <laughs> <laughs> it was either, you know, it wasn't pleasant. Go stay somewhere where there was heat or freeze, freeze to, to death. death up yeah. here. So we went where the heat was. Yep. Um. But uh, yeah, solo, good tracking job. Thank you. Everything. Uh, I made her tracker. I made her pull it out. Yeah. I made her load it in the gator. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's and and like Paul and I were talking. We're we're gonna buy uh, all the stuff needed to process our own, and we're gonna start I processing like our own. I like that. And and because we want you to experience that. Both he yep. and I have done that. But from start to finish, from before the shot to after the shot to processing it. To cooking it, we want you to have that experience. I think I think that's even if you end up taking a lot of your deer to the processor, which is nothing against that. I think doing the whole process itself it's is invaluable. Yep. Yep. Closure. All right, y'all hang through. Uh, Gettys Brandon from SCBFA is going to be on with us, and like more woods water. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Gonna gonna catch up with a good friend of mine. Um, has been since uh, <laughs> like six days after this show started. This is the first time we met back in 2014 at the the Palmetto Sportsman's uh, Classic in Columbia. And at that time, he was a what were you a wethead sophomore or something like that? I think so. <laughs> I, I believe I wasn't. I was not too far into college. Yeah, yeah. I just started the show. And, yeah, and yeah. So we went. This is probably our twenty. Oh gosh, it's twenty something. Yeah, something. You know, uh, and, and by the way, if you don't know who I'm talking to, I'm talking to Geddes Brandon. He's, uh, um, you know, I met him. He was fishing in the University of South Carolina. Uh, watched him win a championship. Watched him come in second in another championship. Uh, you know, I kind of watched you grow up a little bit, dude. I mean, you, you went to work for Bass and Couch Communications, and now you're now now you've got the South Carolina Boating and Fishing Alliance, which quite frankly, to be in existence for less than a year, I, I, done really well with it. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, you've, you've gotten to see the good, the bad, the great finishes, the bad finishes, the All great the ugly. decisions, yeah. the, the bad decisions, but this is, uh, this is me saying now, it, it encouraging everyone just to 
to keep uh, yeah. throwing, throwing spaghetti against the wall and something will stick. A good idea will stick every once in a while. But, it, you know, none of it can be done without uh, without you guys and, and uh, great folks that, that helped us out from the beginning of the Boating and Fishing Alliance. And uh, we're, we're very fortunate to be where we are at the end of our first year. Absolutely. And uh, Roger may not say this on the show, but he is one of our officers. He's our oh, treasurer, so he's the one yeah. to make sure I'm not, you know, doing anything too bad and and uh, keeps up with our our checks and balances. So yeah, yeah. Thank you for your support of this year, and absolutely. and I look forward to it next year. I think I still have you at least for one more year. I think you do. I think I, I volunteer. I can't believe I volunteered to do this. Um, Chris, Chris jumped right on that. <laughs> we were yes, on that phone yes, call. Sheriff Butler. Yeah, Sheriff Butler. Butler. I said something yeah, about, I guess I need to volunteer for this. He said, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. But, yes, it's uh, it's been really neat to watch this thing go from just an idea. Uh, uh, and, frankly, again, it's not from just from 2020. I mean, this is something that you and I have talked about since probably 15 or 16, the, the economic impact of, of fishing originally and then boating and all and you know we got a five billion dollar industry in south Carolina employs so many people and 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 to watch it go from an idea to the launch back in february to you know some of the some of the accomplishments during the year the football game that we were at that had all the boats at it and uh and to be sitting here getting ready to go into a second year and i know you got some legislative agenda things you want to talk about some and stuff like that but um you know, and we never get. You know, we talk about Chris Butler. There's the chairman, and and you, of course, CFO. I'm treasurer, but you, know, you got a couple of other good people involved. And tell us a few of those people and the companies they represent that that really during the first year of this thing have have been kind of the the cornerstones of this whole thing. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned the the first and foremost, uh, Chris Chris Butler, our chairman. He's got a Butler Marine down in the Low Country and. He's done a great job and really stepped up. And, you know, um, Roger, of course, you, uh, that is an easy one. And, and I know, I, I know that that's weird to hear on your own show, but man, you've been a tremendous help. Couldn't do it without you. And, you know, uh, my former boss and I still my boss in many ways, yep. Bob McAllister, uh, funded a lot of the research and development for this. He's our senior advisor for the Alliance. But really, two folks that we couldn't have done this without, and this is not taken away from anybody else on the board. Sure, sure. Um, but John O'Keefe with Yamaha Marine was a big proponent of saying, yes, we need this. We need more of this in other states. And uh, really, you know, came in that first interest meeting, talked to all the builders, invited them there, made sure they knew about what we were doing and why we wanted to do it. And just has really been a, a big catalyst for us. But the second person is Dr. Lisa Waller. Uh, she is a workhorse, man. And uh, don't, you, you don't do not give her a project. Oh man, I'm telling you, her uh, workforce development committee has really become a cornerstone for what we're doing with the SCBFA. Um, you know, you look at the big companies that we are grateful to have here in South Carolina: your Boeing's, your Michelin's, your BMWs. And they come in, and, and the state rightfully puts a lot of money and a lot of resources into pipelines for their employment. Sure. And, um, you know, our industry, we just steadily have grown over the last 20, 30 years. And all of a sudden you're seeing these, you know, the, the oak tree and acorn effect where you're having a lot of these businesses that 
are now matured and, and have 23,000 jobs total that don't have any sort of training for a qualified workforce. So Lisa's really stepped in. Her background was in education before. Stephen stole her over to Falcon and worked in their uh, <laughs> their uh, marketing department. But but really, Stephen and Lisa are the first people we met with right. uh, about yes. this. Yep. And um, so she's been a huge help. And, and, you know, we've had some great folks on the board that have really stepped up. And Caroline Dillon over at Pure Fishing has done a lot for us as well. And, I mean, everybody in their own way. And, and Patrick Sants, I definitely can't forget about yep. him. Local boy outfitters. Yep. He is, uh, he's kind of our spark plug that, that got everything lined up and said, all right, here, let's not talk about it. Let's put dates on the calendar. So, you know, the end of this year, rounding out the year, you know, I, I couldn't imagine being in a better place than we are right now. And it, like you said, it couldn't have been done without a great team, without a great executive committee, um, and just folks that really believe in our mission of expanding and protecting boating and fishing in our state. And, uh, you know, we need all of the listeners to help us with this. This is something, you know, we want all of you guys to be involved, and, and you can be involved by going to our website at scbfa.com and joining us for 25 bucks. We'll send you a sticker. Send you an exclusive newsletter at least once a quarter. More than that, when legislative season comes together, because what happens is, is when we're building this organization out, we're still in the first quarter. We're, we we might be at the end of the first quarter, but we still have a long way to go before this organization is truly mature. And what we need is we need the numbers, we need the grassroots, we need the people that care about favorable tax policy as it pertains to your boats. Uh, we need the people that care about the great outdoors, care about leaving, uh, you know, leaving the resources better for the next generation and building those numbers up to be able to compete with some of the other groups that are at the table. You know, we certainly need that. And, and as, uh, John O'Keefe once put it a while, a long time ago is, you know, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And now <laughs> I promise you we have a seat at the table. Yes. Um, and, uh, matter of fact, we were with the governor and lieutenant governor and Tim Scott, uh, Senator Scott a few nights ago and, and just had a few of the builders down there and, and just talked to them about the industry. And, and I get the same sort of reaction from every legislator, every government official that we talked to. You know, truly we didn't know, we knew that, you know, you got a scout, you got pure fishing, you got sea fox, you have sportsman, you have, you know, Tidewater, and you have it. They, they know them individually, but they never really put it together that all of these businesses together form such a huge, unique economic mix that our state largely did not recognize. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of people, you know, they know those boats. They don't know the boat. They're based here. I mean, you've got, let's see, you've got um, Bentley, Bentley Pontoons is based here. You got yeah, oh, uh, we can, we Falcon boats, yeah, Key West sure. boats. Uh, let's see, Longshore boats. Yeah, Tidewater. Uh, you have Sea Pro. You have Sea nah, Hunt. I didn't get there yet. Scout, Scout boats, Sea Fox, yeah. Sea Hunt, Sea Pro, Sportsman, Stingray, Tidewater, um, Pioneer. Pioneer. I mean, you just—it's amazing for South Carolina. And you know, we—we've thrown this around before. You know, we're seventh in boat ownership in the United States. For such a small state, we come in seventh in boat ownership. It wouldn't surprise me um, if that number had not increased. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think when we met with Director Bowles a few weeks ago, he said that the 
registrations in South Carolina has gone up over 50% over, wow. over the coronavirus. So, wow. Um, COVID's been great for the outdoors industry, and, yeah. and of course, people want to get outside, and, yeah. and maybe it's taking more people down the back road. Yeah, and because the outdoors are never closed. That's right. You know, yeah, he can. It's they're they're only a little uh, a car ride away or boat ride away, and that's the cool thing about South Carolina. Um, yeah, we got about two and a half minutes. What are some of the high points of this year? And you, if you just get started in the high points, we can carry it over to the next segment. Just some of the okay. a couple okay. things of this year that really you're proud of. Well, we we have uh, eliminating motor titles and taxes through one chamber, which is great. Um, we, that's going to save all of your listeners that have a Yamaha, Mercury, you know, any, any sort of outboard on the back of your boat that you're paying a separate tax bill for. That's going to save you a ton of money. It's going to be well worth the $25 you've joined up for us to help push this thing across the finish line. Uh, we also, uh, protected, um, the rights of boaters when it comes to, uh, wake laws. Uh, there was a lot of homeowners on different lakes and I, I know you guys have to get together too and, and there are some, Reasonable things that come from these discussions, but they were trying to bring a wake law out to 300 feet, uh, which is by far would have been the most restrictive wake law in the whole country. Okay. Um, and when you do that, you push more boats and you concentrate more boats into the middle of a lake and it causes more safety issues. And, and boater safety is definitely going to be something that we tackle this year. Okay. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, a lot of legislative things, a lot of different things we sat through, um, you know, day in and day out during legislative session to make sure our industry, our industry's voice was heard. But really, uh, the, the largest thing that we accomplished was getting a, a really big step forward in the workforce development space. Um, and that's just making sure that we're setting up for the future for future tax school programs to be able to work with us, um, to be able to work and, uh, you know, have a, have a, a class workforce. And, um, so that's been a, a huge step in the right direction, um, and and of course there's a few more things I'd certainly love to talk about on the other side yeah. of the break. Yeah, we can do that uh, real quick, and we got about 30 seconds left. The the individuals being involved, that's because I mean, real simply, when we have legislative issues that we need support from, legislators listen to constituents. Yes, and you've got and you've but, got to know, and I, I'll I'll kind of finish that, but. It, Folks, y'all have to know what's going on in Columbia because a lot of stuff goes through you don't know and you only find out after it's done. What we're trying to do here is we're trying to let you know before stuff happens that, hey, it's coming. This is what's being debated. Make your voices heard now so we're being proactive and not reactive because once stuff gets through, it's hard to get it off. So. That's exactly anyway. right. And once you get good things through, you have to fight to keep them there. That's exactly and right. There's been a lot of other states that have reached out to us to see this model and see how we can move it forward into other states and make sure that sportsmen have a unified force. All right, hang on. We're going to continue this on the other side of the break. More Woods and Water, South Carolina. You know, you're talking about South Carolina, it's uh, always nice to rope in a son of South Carolina and Darius's, uh, or okay, Darius Rucker, or Uni and the Bluefish. You know, his, his music just, I mean, you tell me, get us, it kind of, a lot of it puts you in a salt marsh with the sun beating down on you and That's right. just kind of right. hanging out and chilling. 
this reminds me that Taylor's not on with us because y'all always play the game. Is it? That's right. Yeah, she's uh, y'all forgive Taylor this uh for this segment or whatever. She's studying for a chemistry exam, and you know, school comes first. That's right. You know, and and when you got when Geddes and I get on, we really don't need anybody else. We can carry a pretty good conversation <laughs> just the two of us. <laughs> Uh, we were talking over the break and all, and you were talking about something that came up in Illinois that kind of, kind of finishes off the idea we were talking about why people need to be involved. Yeah, I think just organizing in general is a, is a big thing. And, and in Illinois this past week, I saw Terry Brown from Wired to Fish posted a, a order a regulation from their DNR that's basically applying a 10% fee to any tournaments held, any sort of water sports activities held that are, that are held on public grants, public, public places. And, and, uh, there were some comments down there that, that they needed to be organized. They needed to be involved there. They needed to, you know, figure out how to do it. And, you know, some of that came back to us a little bit and it was, it was filtered through how do we do it. And, you know, it's one of those things, Roger, if you don't have a network in place when you need it, it's too late. Too late. And so that's the reason it's important for us to be proactive on issues because when they levy a 10% fee or let's say a few years down the line, we do look at raising the fish and license price a little bit. Don't kill me. I'm not talking about raising <laughs> fees and taxes yet. But if we do, we need to make sure that money goes to the proper places. We have a we plan for sure where the – yes, yeah. That's exactly right. How do we keep up with the participation that the sport is seeing? Yep. How do we keep up with the large lines at the boat ramps? How do we change that? And I think that there's some significant things we're doing here in South Carolina that will. Okay. I know you all have a real good working relationship with SCDNR. Yeah, they're and, great. And, have some, and we have some really good ideas that are floating around out there. Uh, One thing we're we're working on. Speaking of of ideas, and, yeah. and this will be a, a bill that's brought up, is uh, the Conservation and Antiquities Act. Okay. It was uh, largely um, spearheaded by Tom Mulliken, who's on our board. Uh, is also the chairman of the Floodwater Commission, the governor, and Senator Chip Campson. Uh, but there's a large part of that bill that is actually a outdoor sporting goods sales tax diversion. So we're taking um, a portion of the sales tax out of the general fund to go back towards conservation. That is not a new tax. Not a new tax, it folks. Is, no, not, yeah. not a new tax. Yep. It's a tax that the consumers are already paying. Okay. Um, and it would go towards habitat restoration, access. It would go towards things that we actually see conservation in action. So working on forming a, uh, a coalition of sorts, because obviously conservation is a team effort when we look at it in this way. But this would be one of the largest conservation bills in the country, if not the largest. Uh, we're looking at about $20 million a year that would come from this sort of proactive uh, funding sources. Because if we can't do this and we can't have uh, better access and, and better stocking programs, better habitat restoration, we're not going to take full advantage of our resources. So we need, you know, but also, let me say this, $20 million is a lot of money to be moving, and that's another reason yeah. your legislators are going to need to hear yeah. from you. Yeah, exactly right. Um, you know, we as a board and, and all, we've had some great meetings, had some, some, some a lot of working meetings. Uh, I mean, you and I spent, what, three hours this past weekend going over some things. And by that's the right. way, right. what's, what's your dog's name? Duke. Duke, Duke. And, and he's a what kind of mountain dog? He's a greater Swiss mountain dog. Greater Swiss mountain dog. Let me tell you what, that is the first time Sophie has ever barked at me in jealousy. 
<laughs> I mean, so, okay, so Sophie, it, just a little waste a few minutes here. Sophie is nine years old, and she's right here with me, and hey, girl, uh, got a little arthritis in her front left leg, starting to find out. But anyway, um, she'd done well, but boy, Duke, he, uh, he aggravated the fire out of her, you know. She was barking at him. He was barking at her. But every time I went to pet Duke, she gave me up and down about that. Uh, but kind of hey, just to just to paint this for the for the listener, Duke is a four month old dog <laughs> that is eighty pounds, about forty five fifty pounds. So it is it is large and still be about one hundred and twenty pounds. I hope maybe yeah. a little bit bigger. But but yeah, have yeah, good. Then we have good time. then we have a good time, Sophie. Sophie, then we have a good time, huh? <laughs> Oh, she's getting in my lap now. No, girl, you can't get in my lap. Uh, but anyway, but we've, we, we've had a lot of fun with it and all. And, and one of the funnest things we did was boat fish football. Yes, we had the first ever boating and fishing show at a football game. <laughs> and, man, it surpassed all of our expectations. I remember uh, us first thinking about that idea. There were a few of you all that were like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? <laughs> Why would we do this? Right. And, uh According to the university, we had 20,000 people there throughout the day it was wow. before the Kentucky game. Right. An SEC matchup, and, you know, now the Gamecocks are looking like they're ready to play football again. Yeah. Um, we might do it again next year. I feel sure we will, actually. Uh, and uh, still looking at dates for that, but uh, had a great showing, had a lot of interested boat buyers come out, and just really see the iconic brands that are made here in South Carolina mm-hmm. or that are based here in South Carolina in, in the pure fishing and, and rather outdoors this case. Um, but, yeah, no, those have, we've had some fun stuff going on. You know, our, our last board meeting um, was at Ori Georgetown Tech. We're working on our charter boat building school. Okay. Um, and uh, that certainly looks to be one of the first locations we're – we're checking in with and, and had a great meeting down there. We're working with South Carolina Future Makers, which is a basically a LinkedIn for high school and college students uh, that want to go into the manufacturing space that the South Carolina Manufacturers Alliance has and, and all of our dealers and, uh, excuse me, all of our builders are plugged in there. Um, so there's a lot of tangible things that are going on. We're not, you know, we don't want to be one of these groups that just says, you know, we're here to do this and we don't do anything. We want to be here to... Uh, to under-promise and over-deliver. Right. Um, yeah. And so that's a, that's an important thing for us. But, yeah, no, we've had a lot of fun this year, and I look forward to, uh, to us doing it again next year and, and for years to come because uh, I think everyone's starting to see that this industry is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. About three minutes to go. Anything, uh, anything on the horizon or, or, any, or anything in closing? You know, um, we've covered just about everything. Uh, I, hey, well, I, I do have a couple more things, okay. legislative things. And, and if you've listened this long, then you you probably will like to get down in the weeds on certain things. Yeah. So uh, with the uh, boat dealers, we're working on electronic registration this year. Uh, we plan on having a bill introduced that would modernize the boat buying process okay. um, that would um, help out tremendously when it comes to the timeline of when you get your paperwork back, uh, when you get your numbers. Uh, you know, we saw a, a steep increase in, in, in registrations over the past year. That's really put a uh, really put a uh, stress. Stress, yes. <laughs> yes, stress. On, on the four oh. offices of vote titling in South Carolina, yeah. That's right. So anything we can do to make uh, boating and fishing more modernized, 
these these laws and some of these regulations hasn't been changed for, since like the 1970s. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, last year we did pass the uh, electronic fishing license. So now you can show your your fishing license electronically, and uh, it sounds small, but it was something that hadn't been done yet. And, sure. Uh, Representative Russell Ott helped out on that one, and uh, you know, we just have some great legislators in our area. Up in your your neck of the woods, you have Brian White, who's right. the chair of the uh, Congressional Sports Foundation nationwide, uh, and just reach out to those guys. That you know, politics doesn't always have to be divisive. A lot of times, these are good old outdoorsmen that just want to come in there and make sure they're watching out for you and watching your back. So uh, there's a lot of folks that we're going to be working with, and we have some cool things we'll announce here coming soon. Okay, um, that will definitely complement the organization and. Uh, yeah, maybe in a foundation standpoint and, and just uh, be able to help more people get involved, help more people get engaged in the outdoors. Um, but, no, you know, it's all all great, and, and it'll be great until the legislators come back and we get in that, uh, <laughs> in that shark tank and, and start seeing, uh, seeing where the bleeding is. So we don't really know anything until then, but uh, until then, it'll be a good time. Until then. Uh, you know, it's, it's – it's, Dealing with the legislature, it's a different beast, and 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 we got about a minute here. But I mean, you've been around that for years. I mean, you were a page in the Senate in college, uh, working with Bob and all his contacts in the legislature. It, it, we started off with more than a foot in the door. We started off probably with a seat at the table already. Yeah, I, I will say that we. I'm proud of our team, proud of what we've built. Um, but you know, the thing is, is, is a lot of times when folks start an organization, they they look for the access second, and um, we were in a in a situation where we've been blessed with such a great team uh, for this association that you know I would I would put them against any of any of the rest of them in the business, and and we you know already are are having an impactful year, and just you know boating and fishing week was another big thing, Roger. That That's kind right. Of yes, coming in and and letting everybody know in South Carolina what this industry does for you and all the jobs it represents. I mean, and, you know, shameless plug on the careers page, go to our website and look at that. If you're looking for a job, <laughs> they're out there. One of our boat builders or one of our fishing tackle manufacturers, they're all looking for jobs right now. So. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. Looking, uh, looking forward to seeing what SCBFA does in the coming year. Check out the webpage. Get us. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Thanks. Yep. Just hear that. Yeah, did, did she just get in to the bumper music? Stop. This was a song that we would always sing on our way to Charleston together. That's right. We had our... What is song? I think she's going to cry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're crying because of my <laughs> I think, Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> People probably muted the radio. Uh, let's go back in 15 seconds make sure she's done. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, seriously, I appreciate it, Geddes. You know, he's, he's always a good interview. 
Uh, SCBFA, I think, is doing an invaluable work here in South Carolina. If you're interested in in becoming a member of it, and like I said, like he said, you know, we are we are going to be doing some legislative action things. We are going to be fighting some legislative action things. We're going to need voters' help. We're going to need the outdoorsmen to speak up mm-hmm. and help us with some of this stuff. Um, and if you're interested, and I was trying to pull it up here because I can't remember if it's scbfa.org or scbfa.com. Org. I think it's org. Is it org? No, it's .com. <gasps> you're wrong. My bad. So scbfa.com. You know, and, uh, I really hate that I miss that interview. There's a song out there, I think it's by Caleb Kennedy, and it's like, I miss my buddies. I miss my buddy. I miss uh, Geddes. I'm sorry. He asked about you. Did you he? Were, yeah, yeah. He asked where you were and all, so. Aw, he still remembers me. He remembers All the way down you. here. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, Geddes is going to have a monster of a dog in his hands when <laughs> it grows up. <laughs> Poor Sophie. <laughs> Sophie... That that Duke was a puppy and just wanted to play, and he and Sophie didn't want to play, and Duke said, "Yes, you're going to play," and they ended up barking at each other, and I mean, it was hilarious. Sophie's had more contact with other dogs in the, in last, the last two weeks. Yeah, than she has in a while. Hey, I found this one. You know, we we've seen. Look, folks, coyotes are out. The coyotes oh, have lost crazy. have lost their. Mystery, mm-hmm. you know. I, I remember when coyotes first started being talked about. I mean, there there were ghosts. You'd see a pile of scat or or a, a, a paw print or something, and it was like, Ooh. or you'd hear them, or you'd hear yeah. them. Yeah, um, folks, they're out all hours of the day. I mean, I missed one the other morning. I hate to say I missed one, but it was the only shot I had. Um, I figured two hundred grain, thirty-five caliber bullet going by his head might make him <laughs> think. It, yeah, and. and I was just a little bit off, and the coyote has a lot of hair too. So, and um, we saw one going th- straight yeah, through a field, three o'clock in the afternoon, property, yeah. just running across the cow pasture or loping across the cow pasture. Mm-hmm. We've seen them not every time we've been hunting this year, but I guarantee you, fifty percent of the time I've been in a deer stand, I've seen a coyote. I've just heard them. I seen yeah, you haven't yet, seen one but... yet. So anyway, just you know, I know a lot of people. Oh, nature, it's so uh, coyotes are. are if you knew some of the statistics of what coyotes eat, oh, they're they're and, detrimental to the yeah, deer population. To, you know, Fifi and your outside cats and all that stuff. They are <laughs> Fifi. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, I saw this about coyotes. This this was it. This may go right over your head. My but there's head. a lot of people out there that are just going to roll on the floor on this one. Oh gosh. Um, <clears throat> of a coyote here. And he says we have been we have been made aware of multiple coyote sightings within Monroe County. Typically, coyotes are nocturnal, but it is not uncommon to see them during the day. Merely seeing one is not reason to call 911. However, there are certain behaviors that are cause for alarm. Y'all pay attention now. Specifically, coyotes carrying any product marked Acme. Coyotes dropping animals from hot air balloons. Coyote posting signs such as detour or free bird seed. Coyote in possession of a giant magnet. Coyote in possession of a catapult. Coyote detonating TNT. Or coyote on roller skates with rockets attached. Please call 911 immediately if you wish 
witness any of the above behavior. I did get that Big one. shout out to Looney Tunes I and Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. Oh, I love that <laughs> when I was little. Oh, I still watch God. it every once in a while. You do? Yes. <laughs> Look, old habits die very, very, very hard. And and Saturday morning cartoons with, <laughs> with Foghorn Leghorn and, you know, all the others, Elmer Fudd and Bugs Bunny and Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. I mean, you know, those are, those are ingrained in probably... Anybody from the age of 35 up right now. That poor coyote put so much effort into just... Never give up. <laughs> never give up. Never say die. And that daggum roadrunner just stood there and watched. <laughs> <laughs> the poor guy yeah. fell off the I cliff. I thought that was a good one. Oh, uh, I thought that was a good one. Uh, anyway, good. We, we do have some calendar <laughs> stuff to get through. Uh, just a little bit. And then, I don't know if we'll get... We won't get to it again, Taylor. Oh. I have to make it a priority next time. Oh. This is a priority next time. Yep. This is a priority. We could do a little bit of a wish list. No, because I'm not ready for that. Get it. Well, calendar it is. <laughs> All I know is, is that we're going to have a heck of a second rut, so to speak, where we hunt. Mm. Because even your four point didn't yep. stink. Mm-mm. I have seen very few scrapes. Yep. None recently. He didn't stink. Um, I don't know. I don't know where the bucks are this year. I've seen a couple, um, but all I all I know is there's a, there's a lot of rutting activity. I see a lot of people posting pictures of of nice bucks chasing does and stuff like that. I haven't seen it. I, it doesn't exist. It's, it's all made it's up. Kinda, it's all social media campaign. <laughs> uh, it's kind of disappointing when you're on your way to school at. 8.30 in the morning, and and you pass a field, and you just happen to glance over, and yes. there's about eight or nine does getting chased by this, like, eight or nine point, um, and there's a truck a parked right down the road. I'm like, you poor guy, you have no clue what's happening in the field above you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's actually not a second rut. It's a misnomer. It's uh, it's the second time does come into heat mm-hmm. if they don't get bred the first time period. That's what that is. Okay. All right. So, calendar brought to you by Visit Anderson and Greenpond Landing and Event. Uh, San Lapper Field Trial Club, a member of AFTCA, SBHA, and SCFTA. That's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. November 11th through the 14th starts at 8 o'clock a.m. This is going to be oh, this is the four, Fall Horseback Trail. This is on... Um, <laughs> I guess the San Lapper looks at yeah, it's located seven miles east of Camden, South Carolina, US Highway One in Kershaw County Parkland. Uh trial grounds courtesy of Mid Carolina Field Trial Club. I think you got one of theirs over there. Mm-hmm. Um and you got all you know, open shooting derbies, amateurs, amateur puppies. Uh and if you go to the SBHA, which is the Southern Bird Hunter Association, you can get more information on how to get registered or go go watch. We hey, we were to field trial this past Saturday. We were. Uh, a lot of German short hairs. A lot. I was just. I saw one gourd setter, and one setter. The only two dogs up there that had tails. Yep. Everybody else had a dock tail, whether it was a Weimaraner or a German short hair, or Vizula, or there was one other kind of dog there that had really funky eyes. 
Remember the, that? She had golden eyes. Oh, the one well, like yeah. scared all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what kind of dog that was, but anyway. You should have asked. You should have asked. But, yeah, we were field trial. It, <clears throat> always fun. I, I, I can remember fond days of, of Nastra field trials. Loved it. Loved working with the birds. <laughs> you I have had to, a, I know. I had a I cubby know. rise behind. Yeah. I, the, the quail stuck up behind me while I was deer hunting, and that's the moment I realized I'm not much of a deer hunter. Because I got up out of my chair, I was like, there are, there are quail back here, and I couldn't get my camera fast enough. I got like half the cubby exploded. I sent it to Michael Hook, and he goes, oh, that is so cool because the old barn behind it and the cubby rise and all. Yeah, that's when I realized I'm not much of a deer hunter. I probably never have been. I've just been bridging the gap until I can get my quail back. Three coveys of quail. Three. Yeah. Three now, folks. You can hear them. Talk about yeah. just making my heart flutter. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I have another field trial event. Uh, SCBHA, which, again, is the Southern Bird Hunter Association, is putting on a Mid-Carolina field trial November 18th through the 21st in Camden. It starts at 8 a.m., and you can go to SCBHA for more information on times and prices and to register. Is that a horseback trial? It is. Okay. Yep. This one's not. This this one's <laughs> other one was not. I love uh, the judges on their horseback. That was mm-hmm. kind of fun. Uh, South Carolina Department of Natural Resources have an in-person coastal exploration series announcements back. So you can go down and explore South Fenwick Island Friday, November 19th from 10 to 2. South Fenwick Island is located several miles from the Atlantic Ocean in the heart of the Ace Basin, which is the Ashapoo, Combahee, and Edisto Rivers, one of the largest undeveloped estuaries on the East Coast, and Natural Wonder Number 7 in South Carolina, according to Tom Mulligan. Uh, we'll leave the McKenzie Field Station in Bennett's Point, enjoy a boat ride down the Ashapoo River to reach our destination, and once on the island, we'll tour the property riding in an open-air wagon and learn about its rich history and diverse ecosystems. Ooh. And you can find more information at SCDNR. That sounds cool. Yes. Um, South Carolina Women Chainsaw Safety and Handling Workshop is being put on by Women Owning Woodlands, which is by Clemson Extension. And it's going to be November 20th at Harbison State Forest in Columbia. You must be 18 years or years or older. Good gracious, I can't talk. No. Um, <laughs> and it is limited to six participants and has a $25 entrance fee. And you have one more. Oh, done. you don't. <gasps> shorted me. <clears throat> Sorry. South Carolina Department of Natural Resources is now taking applications for the 2021 Wood Duck Box Program. So you send an application. DNR will make the box for you and send it to you, and it's free of charge. Well, they find out more information on that. You can go to SCDNR website. That is, that is a, the Wood Duck is an example of people getting involved for the benefit of a duck. Because wood ducks nest in trees with cavities, mm-hmm. you know, hollow trees, and there's only so many of those. And the population was in decline, decline, and they started making these cypress wood wood ducks. I've got one at the, at the pond, mm-hmm. uh, and there's nothing like watching a hen wood duck in full flight go in a four-inch hole <laughs> and not hit the back and knock herself out. I promise be. you, <laughs> get involved. Do your part with conservation. As all of us do a little bit. It makes a big difference. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. In the meantime, until next week, make time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can. Don't forget that camera. We'll see you back here next week. More Woods and Water, South Carolina.